This podcast is brought to you by Cross Catholic Outreach. Last year, Cross Catholic Outreach provided over 30 million meals to families in need around the world. Join us in our global effort to reduce material and spiritual poverty. Learn more at crosscatholic.org/bless. Finding someone on an online Catholic dating site shouldn't be like shopping for a blender. So why do most dating sites leave you feeling like you're shopping for a spouse? At Catholic Singles, we connect members through our unique user polls and activities, which help you discover other members and their personalities and interests. Because you're a person, not a profile picture. So stop shopping and start discerning. Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code BREADBOX at checkout for 20% off at catholicsingles.com. Judy Hare was a bankrupt, homeless, drug-addicted college dropout on the brink of divorce, but is now a seminary graduate and devoted wife and mother of four children. What happened? Find out in her autobiography, Shattered, How God Restored My Heart and Life. Her journey of faith has been called brutally honest, truly inspiring, profound, heartbreaking, and life-changing. Shattered is available now for only $15 on her website, judyhair.com, on amazon.com, or at your local Catholic bookstore. As Judy says, it is never too late to become the person you deserve and desire to be. So stop wishing for change and start doing something about it by reserving your copy of Shattered today. Welcome to Journey with Judy, a weekly podcast filled with faith-infused inspiration, information, and an opportunity for implementation. Now, here is speaker, coach, author, and host, Judy Hare. Thank you for choosing to Journey with Judy tonight. I am your host of the Journey with Judy podcast. This is the 20th podcast in the year 2020. So I'm sure that is symbolic in some way. I'll be looking that up after tonight's Zoom call. And here's the topic. You can run, but you cannot hide. You can run, but you cannot hide. So I propose that we stop running from and rather run to the God who loves us and seeks us. I absolutely know that Some of us have come to the place that we realize that wherever we go, there we are, right? So wherever we go, there we are. And we run to people, places, and things that do not always serve us. So I remember about 5 million times as a kid and maybe that many times as a parent where I ran away or my kids were running away right? They always threatened to run away. And what was so interesting to me is it was always about the running away from, and I don't think they gave a lot of thought to the running where they were running to. They were determined that wherever they were was not where they wanted to be, and any place would be better than, of course, with me. So for so many uh, different occasions, I heard Um, I want to do my own thing. You don't own me. You can't control me. You can't tell me what to do, how to do, where to do it, and when to do it. Um, There was something about them knowing so much better, right? They knew better. 
and they were absolutely bent on finding a better place to be other than with me. So I don't know. I don't know where that comes from. I think whether it's literally or figuratively, my kids felt like they were missing out, right? We know that acronym FOMO, fear of missing out. Like there's something about where we run to or what we're running from has something to do with missing out. Like we feel like we're missing something, a relationship, a gathering, something that is no, is not, doesn't seem to be present in our current situation. And so my kids were always looking for the loophole to get what they wanted. I think those of you who know me have heard me say that when I said no, my kids always thought that that would, was meaning I was on my way to a yes. Like if they just gave me more information then I would move my no to a yes. So here's the thing. During those times where I wanted to keep them where we were, believing that this was the best place for them, they mistook that love for something that was controlling, something that would be holding them back, and of course, something that would create a missed opportunity for them. So it felt punishing and withholding rather than protecting and providing. And so tonight, our topic is this prophet named Jonah. Now, I don't know what you know about scripture. Even if you know a little bit, you might remember he was the guy in the belly of the whale, right? For three days, he was in the belly of the whale until the whale spit him out. And you know, that was all God's doing. So he was a prophet. So if you're interested in reading about Jonah, he's a little book in, in scripture. And I would just tell you to go to Matthew and back up a couple books and you will find the story of Jonah. He was a prophet. Here's what we know about prophets. They were asked to carry messages that zero people wanted to hear, right? Today, they're also known as parents. We are the prophets who have these messages that zero people actually want to hear. However, they were necessary messages. And we all know that we have been prophets and we have had prophets step into our life that speak things that we did not, do not want to hear. So God called Jonah to be that guy, that guy to deliver this most necessary message in the town of Nineveh. Now, Nineveh was a real town, unlike Narnia, like Nineveh was a real live town. So I propose for tonight's podcast, whether you believe in the real story of Jonah or not, I just invite you to consider it to be a great movie, a great message, a great book, call it whatever you want. It is true today that there are people that are called to speak a message that so many of us do not want to hear. And so when we don't want to do what God calls us to do, then what do we do? We run, right? So runners run, that's what we do. And so Jonah ran. He ran as far as he could possibly get from one side to the other. He actually took a boat. Now, I don't know if you were running while you would get on a boat. However, he got on a boat and crazy enough, as he got on the boat, the waves came, all these things happened externally. And Jonah, as he was running from God, was completely oblivious to everything that was happening around him. Come on, you know that you've done that, right? Everybody can see what's happening to you except you, right? Those people that come into your life and try to speak truth 
similar to Jonah's. He was like, la, 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 do not want to hear anything that you have to say. So he ran. Now I looked into a little bit like the benefits of running and there are many, there are many. There's also a downside to running literally. I did not know this. It creates a different kind of stress within our body. So if we really are runners, literally, it thickens our heart tissue. I found that interesting. It clogs our arteries, also interesting, and it creates a stress. So similar to when we are running from God, we find ourselves in places and spaces that we don't necessarily want to be. So we run because we think that where we're going will be better than where we are. The number one thing that runners do is they run to the strangest places, right? Runners run to the strangest places, whether it was Jonah, whether it's our kids who are running to the neighbor's house because they think they're cooler and better, or whether it's us running into a relationship that we know is not honoring for God. Whether we run into some debt, we run into a profession, we run into something in an attempt to run from God, we have disconnected from the wisdom and the source of all truth. Because that's what happens, is God is, is, allows us to run to these strange places, and being the perfect gentleman that he is, he waits. He waits until we realize that where we go is not at all the place that we thought we would end up to be. So. This interesting thing is the people around us see that what we're doing and where we're running is really quite strange. And they attempt to speak this truth into our life. And the fact of the matter is we're just not hearing it. So the theme in my particular life was always to run. And while I didn't realize I was specifically running from God, I knew in my heart of hearts that I was running from truth. I was running from what brought life. And I was running from what I knew because there's something about us when we turn away from what we know is right and true and holy and noble and good. We try to convince ourselves that we don't know better. The fact of the matter is we do know better. And hopefully God puts people in our life that speak the truth that we are making unwise decisions that, uh, that are based on lies, right? Okay, number two, runners do not make the connection while they're running or when they have arrived, right? It's as simple as there's these two dots and they need to be connected. And when we are running, we don't see either dot, nor can we possibly make the connection. The thing about the story of Jonah is when Jonah started to run and get on his boat, it says in scripture, in this just very short book in the Bible, literally four chapters long, it says multiple times, then the Lord. And it says, but the Lord. Another translation says, now the Lord. So every time Jonah did this thing, God stepped in and did another thing. So he was always at work, whether, we, whether he ran to the strangest places or whether he could or not connect the dots, 
multiple times in these couple chapters, God kept stepping in, right? At one point, Jonah was on the ship and he decided to take a nap. Like the captain of the ship and the people around him are like, what are you thinking? Like, what are you thinking? This is not a time to sleep. Ultimately, they threw Jonah over, overboard, okay? And the sea calmed. It seems like it was a detriment to Jonah that he got thrown over because he wasn't able to connect the dots. The fact of the matter was, as he got thrown over, the sea completely calmed. And he was swallowed up into the belly of a whale. How many of us have recognized that sometimes things got to get worse before they get better? Right? Jonah was sleeping before he was thrown overboard. And I think it took about three days before he attempted to start repenting and asking God to not forget about him and come back on the scene. So typically, we wait until we turn our life around before we realize that God could always be found, right? We wait until we have it all together. We believe that we're not worthy. We're not forgivable. It's too late. The reality is it is never, ever, no matter whatever, too late to be who God calls us to be. Number three, we can't outrun God. We can run, but we can hide. We can run, but we cannot outrun God. See, this thing about the Lord is he puts us in these situations that oftentimes are so painful that we never want to do that very thing that we did because we come to recognize and realize the pain that came with it. We realize that running from something meant we were running from God and into something that wasn't for our highest and best good. So this God that we serve is so generous with his grace, and he is also so generous with his discipline. I don't know how many of you have ever said the scripture verse out loud as you were disciplining your children. God disciplines his children. God disciplines those he loves. Well, it doesn't feel like that, right? The fact of the matter is, the more we resist, the more God persists, because that is who he is, and that is what he does. So why do we run if we know we can't hide? My three little um, nieces and nephews were here this past weekend, and they said, Aunt Judy, can we go in the house and play hide and seek? Of course I said yes, of course Bob said no. Because you know what kids do? They find the craziest, strangest places to hide. Well, there was my little niece Jojo was the worst hider, right? She literally was out in the open and in her world, she didn't think she could be seen. And I thought, that's what we do. We hide in the places that God sees us and we actually believe that he can't find us. So I love that. So Why do we run if we know we can't hide? Well, I know the number one reason why I ran and attempted to hide was because God's reputation in my life made me run from him and not to him. See, I did not conceive, believe, perceive, or receive 
the God that truly is. I had such a misconstrued identity of who God was that the belief was I would have to outrun him because I would never be worthy of him. So his reputation, how we see him as a God is oftentimes what causes us to run from him rather than to him. Number two, I believe that we run and we attempt to hide because we believe our misery and, the, and the, the pain that we're in is a punishment, right? So when we find ourselves in the place that we really never intended to go, that didn't deliver the things that we hoped for, I often say sin took me so much further than I ever expected to go, and it cost me way more than I ever expected to pay. At that point, we find ourselves in this pit and we believe it is our punishment. We believe that it's too late for God to bring us back. See, there's a beautiful story about sheep and shepherds in the Bible. There's a story that talks about how a shepherd breaks a sheep's leg in order for it to never run away. Well, one time I spoke publicly about that and, um, Someone came up to me and said, that is not true. It is written in scripture and it is not true. A shepherd would never break a sheep's leg. Well, I like it because I believe that if we don't bend our knees, God breaks our legs, right? If we don't bend our knees, I trust that God breaks our legs because he loves us. And part of his plan is to get us to run to him and not continue to run from him. So here's what we know. We know that God wants us to do this one thing. He wants us to do many things. When it comes to what we're running from or running to, that might be the one thing that he's calling us to make a particular decision, right? I always say it's not about making the decision. It's about managing the decision once you made it. Because once we make it and then we manage it, we are typically then going to be moving in the direction of God's will. So for whatever reason, we resist and do the opposite. So I want you to think about a time in your life when you ran in a direction from God. What was the season? What was the reason? What were you running from? And what did you believe you would be running to? Scripture says, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father who delights in his son. I love that. So when we run, we do three things. People who run from God run to the strangest places. People who run are always the last to make the connection. And number three, when we run, we can run from God, but we cannot outrun God because he doesn't only want to win us back, he wants to bring us back once and for all. Amen and amen. Thanks for choosing to journey with Judy on the Journey with Judy podcast. And just a reminder, wherever you go, there you are. And the good Lord always, always is waiting for you. Because whatever we resist, 
he absolutely persists. And it is never, ever too late to be who God has called you to be. So I invite you to reach out anytime in any way on any of the platforms. I would love to connect with you to learn more about how I might be able to serve you, whether it's getting past the past, becoming the person that God has created you to be, and allowing the future to be bigger than the past ever was. God bless and amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Journey with Judy. To learn more about Judy's coaching ministry, receive a complimentary session, and other services she offers, visit judyhair.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And remember, it's never too late to be who God called you to be. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app. Slash breadbox.